I work with leaders who are having to make decisions in the moment, on the fly, in a board meeting, in a committee meeting, with people standing over their desk, or just in general, under pressure. And how do they use their intuition with all of these distractions happening around them? Other people's ideas, voices, the information itself, and having to think through it all, but lean in to their intuition. Intuition and distractions. So let's get into it. Hi and welcome to episode 156. This is the Clearly Catherine podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Mahoney, the business intuitive strategist, fifth generation entrepreneur, and your personal chief intuitive officer. The truth is, intuition has been a hidden asset for centuries to the greatest leaders throughout the world. They know of its power, and it became their greatest asset. So join me as we leave traditional behind and leap into the future where every business relies on their intuition. Is it possible to connect with your intuition when you have all these distractions going on around you. When you have people coming up with other ideas, directing you, information, you're in a busy place. Whatever it is that is the distraction, can you tap into your intuition? Can you clear the way for intuition to give you clear, concise information? Yes, it can. But you need to not only practice understanding, knowing how your intuition comes through to you, especially how your intuition comes through to you in higher stress situations or in distracted situations, which may be the same for you. Knowing that is a huge help and that's where tracking it and paying attention makes a big difference. But also you can practice tuning in, honing, sharpening those intuitive skills by setting up distractions as you practice. I grew up downhill skiing. I loved skiing down the black diamonds that were underneath the ski lift. If you've ever been a skier, then you know what I'm talking about. Those were my favorite places to ski. And I would watch the Olympics and watch the skiers and I would learn more about them and how they trained. And I remember learning about how they would visualize their competitions in advance, imagining themselves at the starting gate, at the top, with all the other skiers and coaches up there talking, and all the crowds below and along the sides, all the noises, the weather, everything going on around them. But they would practice visualizing themselves in that situation and then being able to turn off the sound, focus in, and only be the one person up there focused on the task ahead. They're ready when it's time for them to shoot down the hill. And still, they tune out everything else. And this is in their visualization when they're going to be at the race. They imagine how their body moves, the physical feeling of it. They focus their thinking, their emotions, their energy, 
all into how they're going to go down. They visualize the entire slope, every turn, every bump, everything, all the way down to the bottom. And there's nobody else there, just them going down. They tune every other thing out. I think we've seen this in movies when they show all of the sounds and all of the colors. It gets down to this tiny little lens of just the main character has tuned everything out and the sound is gone and it's just zoned into one thing. This is how you work with your intuition in a stressful or highly distracting atmosphere. Now, of course, when it's extremely high stress and you can't get to your intuition, you can't see it with clarity, that is very common. So we're not talking about that situation. What I'm talking about with you is those times when you're with a bunch of people, you have a lot of things going on, you need to make a decision, and you need to hone into that intuition. You need to get some clarity to it. You can do the same thing. You can turn off all the sounds and distractions for a moment, which I've talked about before. In those situations, find a way to be quiet. Whether it's say, just give me a minute to think about this, just take notes, whatever it is you need to do, step away, go to the restroom, whatever it is. But let's say you can't do that and you need to be in this situation, you can't get away from it and you've got all these distractions whirling around. You may be in your own office and the phone is ringing and people are talking and you have to make a decision. You might be at home and kids are screaming, dogs, cats, you never know. So these are the situations where there's a lot going on, it's very distracting, and a decision needs to be made and you're wanting to have your intuition be the guide. The important part of this is that it can be practiced just like the downhill skier. There's a lot of different ways to practice, but I suggest a couple different ways. One is I listen to books on tape. I do this often in honing my intuition. I have a book on tape playing on purpose at good, not like super loud or anything, just the loudness that you would have to listen to a book. You could use a podcast. You could use music. I don't suggest it though, because if you know the music well enough, you could start tuning it out a lot easier. I find a book on tape is a bit distracting. TV can be the same way. Find something that keeps grabbing your attention away. You keep trying to listen to it. You keep trying to pay attention to it. Have that playing. Have it something new that you would be interested in listening to, not something you don't care about. Do the piece of paper trick where I do, had you do little pieces of paper that say yes, no, wait. Make sure you ask the right questions and stick with it. Play your book on tape. Relax, do a breath, put both feet on the floor your hands down, take a breath, get your question. Think about what your question is. Will there be heavy traffic on the way home? You can ask a question like that. You can ask a question, will Sam call me back today? Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a big deal thing, just something simple. Now make sure that when you're asking the question, you don't get it muddled and go, will Sam call me back today? And then as you're trying to get your intuition, you're like, well, it could be email, it could be text, maybe we're supposed to meet. You wanna stay focused. And you wanna be careful that you don't ask a question that is, is Sam gonna call me in the future sometime? 
try to ask something that you can measure, verify on how you're doing with your distractions. So you want something you can measure. It's a lot more fun to measure it the day. So ask your questions. If you say traffic is heavy, if in your mind is like, hmm, what's heavy? If you're asking that question, you need to be more clear. Is the traffic going to be heavy and hold me back by 30 minutes, an hour? Like ask something very specific that's going to help bring that clarity. And so you can practice in asking questions that are clear. Do not add to the question of don't add too many questions to it or options. Stick with the one question that you have. Have your book playing. Mix up your three little pieces of paper. Yes, no, wait. Lay them out on the table in front of you with no other papers or documents that could get mixed into the energy with it. Have a clear space for it. Close your eyes if you want. Sometimes I find if I close my eyes, I can distinguish the difference of what comes. Sometimes I get a visual. Sometimes my hand feels warmer or tingly or I'll get a more tingly feel in one of my fingers, which I talked about just recently. But make sure you've got distractions happening. If you want to have a book on tape and your office door open with people talking or your book going and a TV on, you can practice all different ways. And then ask your question. Put your hand over each one and see if you can recognize your intuition. See if you can hone in to a specific feeling or visualization. How quickly is it? How difficult is it? Do you feel like you're getting mixed up? Are you getting called to one piece of paper over another than just what you're used to as intuitive feeling? See what these are. Do three questions. Write them down what the answer was and see if it happens that day. This is about practicing recognizing your intuition when you are being distracted. Don't need to take hours to do this. It's just a couple minutes. It's not a big deal. It's about honing and listening and fine-tuning your ability to recognize intuitive signs and messages in all and every situation. Now, again, if you are super stressed out about something, it's going to be a lot harder to hone in, and that's when it's best to outsource your intuition. Because if you're really stressed, you have a lot of fear over something, you want something to happen so badly that you're pushing it that way, you have almost a desperate feeling about it, that's not good either. Or if you've got too much data sitting all around you, that's not going to be your best thing either. So... When you are stressed out and you're in those high emotion of desperation and fear or your logic is running the game, then outsource it. But if it's just a lot of things happening and you're not really sure, you need to be a little bit more decisive in those situations, you want to try intuition in those situations, I highly suggest using your spidey senses, your intuition. Practice with them. Practice your intuition with distractions. Find different distractions. Do you always have to have the pieces of paper? No. Another great one is imagine a piece of fruit. If you want to do an orange, imagine an orange in one hand and it can be a huge big orange and then ask a yes or no question. And then your other hand, so have one hand, now you have an orange. Let's say it's one of those big huge oranges. It's almost like the size of a grapefruit that you visualize in your hand. And then your yes or no question is another orange. See what orange shows up. 
Is it a mandarin orange? Then it's a no. If it's the same orange, it's a yes. If it's very similar to the same orange, yes. If it's the same size orange, but a lighter color, it's a no. If it's the same size orange and about the same color or darker, it's a yes. You can try that. You could do an apple, you, whatever you want. But I want you to think about, you have one that you picked, your one big orange in one hand. It could be maybe your main go-to is a mandarin orange. If the orange is bigger, then it's a no. If it's a mandarin orange, it's a yes. If it's the same as your original. So you could try that in different situations. The thing about it is, is allowing yourself to do a quick practice check-in in distracting situations. You can do this anywhere. Once you start practicing, you can find your own little ways of doing this. As you start to hone it, you can say, okay, I want a yes or no to show up in my mind, either as a word, which would be the audio, clear audio, or clairvoyant. You want the image of a yes to show up or the item that you're supposed to pick. But if anything, I want you to do is just practice in situations that are distracting where you would normally find it awkward to hone in to your intuition for a quick called on answer. Because that's what we're doing. We're honing in so that when we are in a board meeting, when we are being called to make a big decision, then our intuition is whammo right there. We can call on it. It is accessible when we need it. Again, not 100% of the time. There are going to be times when we are more stressed out than we realize. and We just can't feel the answer. And that's one thing. When you are doing the paper exercise, if there's nothing, you don't feel any energy, you can't see the paper, it's nothingness, then it's nothingness and just move the paper aside. There's no energy to it, which means it, it's a no. doesn't mean a no to the answer. It means that's not the piece of paper you pick. If you have some sort of energy to it or the paper feels like it's flying up to your hand or you visualize the paper flying up to your hand, that is a yes. So that's the paper you need to choose. But you need to remember, be very careful about the questions you're asking. Write down the question that you're going to ask. Look at it. Is it clear enough? Is it a yes or no? Am I asking a question that's bigger than yes or no? Is it going to end up being a sentence answer? Then a yes or no is not going to answer that. So I want you to be very clear about that too because when you're practicing with distractions, it can be very difficult in the beginning to come up with very clear yes or no answers, yes or no questions because we end up jumbling up a lot or asking for more information than just a yes or no, take your time, write down the question, verify that the answer is yes or no, nothing more, nothing less, and then give it a try. And if it feels a little bit awkward, that's fine. If you don't get anything at all, stop, take a moment. Sometimes it can help if you just tap your forefinger right in the center of your forehead when you start. That can help sometimes too. Again, whatever you're comfortable with in the situation that you're in, if there's a certain way that you like to ground yourself, if taking a breath, a certain way to sit, whatever it is, try different things and see what happens. Make a note of it because distractions are 
always happening. They're always going on. It's never going to end. There's always going to be some type of distraction happening. So create a few. Practice your intuition. See what happens. And that will take you to an entirely new leadership level because you are honing, fine-tuning. You're taking a knife and sharpening it to beautifulness. It's going to cut that tomato like nobody's business. Your intuition will slice through any distraction with ease when you do this practice. So enjoy and have fun. And you're going to have three actions with this. One, try the piece of papers or try the orange in your hand. Pick which one you want to try. You can always try both, but pick one to focus on first. I think the piece of paper is the best way to go. But again, see what works for you. Action two, have a very clear question. Try three in the beginning, no more than that. Have them very specific and clear. The answer is yes or no, nothing more, nothing less. Verify that. Make sure that when you're asking it, your mind is not running through other scenarios. Your mind is not asking more questions than what you've chosen. That can really mess up what the answer is going to be. So check yourself on what you're actually asking when you're moving into the exercise. And action three, listen, feel, see how it comes through. If nothing's happening, that's okay. Run through it again. Focus on the ones you feel like you're getting something from. See if you get any more. See if something changes. Ask to give you a specific way of information. Can you give me my hand to warm up? Can you give me an image in my mind? Ask for how you want your intuition to come through. See if something changes. Make a note of it and see what happens. Try to ask questions that are for the day and see where it goes. Because your intuition is pretty fun. Intuition is always, always accurate. It's when our humanness comes through of directing things, desperately wanting things to be a certain way, fear, logic, start creating these other answers, pushing us down another path. When we can connect with our intuition, we are always going down the right path. So have fun with it. Don't pick anything stressful or difficult or super important to start. Just play with it for a while and see how it goes. I can't wait to hear how this exercise works for you. I'd love to hear your experiences with intuition in your business. Private message me on my LinkedIn or check out the show notes to find out other ways to get in contact with me. And until next time, keep it simple. Be at ease with yourself and allow intuition light the path.